Good morning, Mississippi. Wow. It's good to see you. Look at a few people around you and say, I'm glad you sat by me at church today. You can be seated. Man, it is good to see everybody in the house. You could have been anywhere this morning, but you came to church. Amen? Happy Father's Day to all of the dads, and uh, we're really glad you're here. Uh, thanks for the invitation for all of our friends, my new friends, uh, all my new Mississippi friends, and uh, it is an honor to be here. My wife is here with me today. Lena, will you just wave your hand for me there? Give it up for Lena. Yeah, we love her. I couldn't do life without her. We have two kids, as Pat referred just a moment ago. I think we have a picture of my family. My boy is four, and my daughter is two. Um, my daughter needs to get saved, for real. But uh, though this is the Instagram, look cute for everybody. Let me show you what it's really like at my house. Go ahead and show the next picture of two. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, she's the one that we're trying. I put product in her hair, and then she's, she's a little scary. But we really do, uh, we do like them. We just didn't bring them. <laughs> but uh, my wife is, was born in... Virginia Beach and was raised in Coleman, Alabama. And we got married in Coleman. Any, is there somebody from Coleman in the room? You can go ahead and leave. That's all right. No, I'm just kidding. You from Coleman, Alabama? Lena, look, it's your long lost cousin. But uh, we, we, we love uh, being here. And, you know, my wife and I have been praying for this church, uh, really, just praying for Vibrant Church and what. What does God want to do here? And I mean this when I say this, that after meeting a lot of great people the last 24 hours, uh, I think we can all agree that you, trustees, pastor selection team, everybody, myself, my wife, we want what God wants, amen? That's what we want, a vibrant church. And I believe God's not done a vibrant church. Can I get an amen? So look at the person next to you. Say you're in the right place. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say it like you're at the first service. Wake up a little bit. Say, say you're in the right place at the right time. All right. Today I want to talk to you out of Mark chapter number two. And I'm going to pray with you and then we're going to hit this thing. I feel like God's got a word for somebody. Mark chapter number two, I'm preaching on in the house. Everybody say in the house. Mark chapter number two, verse one in the New King James Version. It says, and again, he, talking about Jesus, entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Somebody say, he's in the house. Immediately, many gathered together that there was no room to receive them, no, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. It wasn't even that he was doing any miracles yet. He was just preaching, and people wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. Verse 3, story takes a turn. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by how many? Four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken through, they let down the bed 
on which the paralytic was lying. In verse five, when Jesus saw their faith, not even the situation, just saw their faith, he said to the paralytic son, your sons are forgiven you. We'll jump down to verse 11. He says, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house immediately. Everybody say immediately. He arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all. So all that were amazed and glorified God, saying, we ain't ever seen anything like this. That, that's my prayer today for Vibrant Church, for this service, that we ain't ever seen anything like this in Columbus, Mississippi. We ain't ever seen anything like this at West Point or Starksville or even Alabama. We ain't ever seen anything like this. The scripture lets us know that when Jesus is in the house, something is going to happen. And I believe this. I'm from the persuasion. My dad was a pastor, is a pastor, and, and, and we were raised that things happen in God's house that just don't happen anywhere else. Are you with me? Things happen in the presence of God that are unexplainable, that are undeniable, that are oftentimes even unbelievable in the presence of God. They just don't happen anywhere else. And when you see this story, just give me a few minutes to walk you through a few things that I see when reading this story, I think will help you today. When Jesus is in the house, the first thing we find in verse number two, that many were gathered. When Jesus is in the house, point number one, many are welcome. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Many people numerically, many people with different economic classes or social backgrounds or different cities or different politics or different, re different education, many are welcome. Many different races are welcome. Red, brown, yellow, black, and white. When Jesus is in the house, there can't be no such thing as a white church or a black church or a polka-dotted church. We're just the church. We're just the church. When Jesus is in the house, when Jesus is in the house, I believe the church should have many ages. You should have some white hair, some no hair. <laughs> you should have an Abraham, an Isaac, and a Jacob kind of church. That when you look around Vibrant Church, you can see even now, you see people from different age groups represented because when Jesus is in the house, many are welcome. When Jesus is in the house, many are welcome from different political, or excuse me, different, yeah, political persuasions, but also religious backgrounds. Anybody in the room, just help me out so I get to know who I'm looking at. Uh, is there anybody from maybe the Methodist background? Come on, just help me out. Okay, all right. Anybody from the Episcopalian background? All right. Anybody from the uh, Catholic background? Okay, great, great. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anybody from the Baptist background? Yeah, it don't take long for you guys. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> Anybody from the Pentecostal background? Oh, look, Pastor Ron. 
Come on now. Yeah, that's where I come from. Yeah, we'd come to church if it don't matter. If there's food after church, we come into church. <laughs> but we all are welcome in the house of God. And in this story, we find a man who is a paralytic, who is broken, who is living a life of limitation, living a life of complication, living a life of frustration. And the Bible says that he was brought into the presence of God. Let me say this. A church is for messed up people. And when Jesus is in the house, messed up, limited, screwed up, all kinds of people are welcome into the house of God. Now, I don't know a whole lot. I don't know a whole lot about you. I really don't know a lot of your names yet. But one thing I do know about you, you're complicated. Like, do me a favor, look at the person next to you right in the eye and say, honey, you're complicated. You're complicated. This guy's shaking. I am not telling my wife that. You are, one thing I know for certain about you is that you are complicated. And let me tell you today, you're welcome to Vibrant Church because everybody in this room is complicated. You see that, that in this particular story, Jesus is represented, many different backgrounds are represented, many are welcome. The next thing we find, number two, is not only are many are welcome, but muscle is required. The Bible says that they came and they carried. Oftentimes, we can underestimate our role in seeing the supernatural power of God. We think that if we just pray really hard, God will do something supernatural, and I'm not downplaying the importance of prayer. I'm thankful for prayer, but I also know that there has to be some muscle. The Bible says faith without works is it's dead. You got to have a little bit of muscle into the miracle. These men had taken upon themselves to make sure that this man was going to experience the life-changing power of Jesus. And as believers, we have a responsibility and to, to put effort in and to put a muscle, put in some muscle to make sure other people can have encounters with Jesus. These men were unnamed unrecognized. We don't know a whole lot about them, but we know what they did for this man was they were willing to carry and put sweat equity into seeing the supernatural take place. That's what's so amazing already as I've walked around the building and watched today and observed and took a tour of this facility. I was like, this thing's bigger than a Walmart, baby. It was funny, when I came in through the back way, the back way is what they call it, when the church is on your right. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I have never been to Columbus, Mississippi, so I had to ask Siri, hey Siri, uh, take me to Vibrant Church, and it's taking me the back way. And it says, I'm two minutes out, and there's a gravel road on my right, trees right on, I said, honey, where are we going? There has to be more than one or two Vibrant Churches in this city. And all of a sudden we turned and there it was. But I was pretty amazed out here like, the back way is definitely different. You should take it home today. <laughs> but I'm amazed that the amount of people that may not want to be recognized, but they're working hard for you to be in the presence of God today. 
There's people that you may not know their name right now, but they're watching your kids in the nursery because they want to make sure they're putting their muscle into your miracle today. You may not know the people working the doors or the cafe or the worship team, but can I tell you something? They've been here since 6 a.m. planning and dreaming and working hard. What are they doing? They're putting their muscle into the miraculous thing that's about to happen in the house of God because when Jesus is in the house, we cannot underestimate the importance of us putting our muscle into the miracle. Come on, talk back to me, Vibrant. The story continues that these men carry their friend to Jesus, and when they arrive, the Bible says that there was no room, Carl, to get in to the house. And so these guys get really innovative, and they climb up on the roof of this somebody's house, and the Bible says they begin to tear the roof off. One commentator believes it was an expensive roof because it had tiles, it wasn't just mud. And they were pulling, this is a nice home in a nice neighborhood, nice little fence, 2.5 kids, and somebody's ripping the roof off the house. What we see here is that not only are many are welcome, not only is muscle required, but messes are common when Jesus is in the house. They see a problem and they, are in a, they make a radical, outrageous, and unpredictable move to see the supernatural take place. What these men lacked in opportunity, they made up for in innovation. And what we, can, what we must understand is that we can unleash the miraculous by refusing to settle for less. These guys made a big move by ripping the roof off and doing something normal to see something supernatural take place. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's what I think is really powerful about the presence of God is that when you come to church, I think God will start messing with your heart and messing with your life and he'll start challenging you to stop living a life of status quo, tear the roof off. Tear the roof off. Maybe it is that you're going to take you and your wife to counseling, but everybody else just says, hey, stop at the door. There's no room. But you and your family know, hey, if I want this thing to live, I got to be willing to get up on the roof, and I'm going to be willing to tear the roof off and say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Come on. Somebody say, tear the roof off. I think that maybe, just maybe, for there to be the supernatural power of God released in situations, maybe it comes in the format of writing a check and tearing the check and dropping it in the giving container. <laughs> Look at this. Everybody's like, well, he ain't getting voted, and I can tell you that. <laughs> Here's what I want you to catch. Maybe it takes the ability and the, and the strength to tear the roof off. And maybe God can do something supernatural in your family, but he's waiting to know, waiting to see if you're willing to do what you can't, only you can do, so God can do only what he can do. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Could it be that we hear about this story in the Bible? It's fascinating. Why would this even be in there, that little detail of they couldn't get to Jesus or they went on the roof? Maybe, just maybe, on a Sunday morning in Columbus, Mississippi, the Holy Spirit wanted to tell you today that sometimes you got to do something inconvenient to unlock God doing something supernatural. Are you hearing me? 
I really do believe that the devil is counting on you and me to live the normal life, to live a substandard life, to not be willing to go into that innovative mode of saying, you know what, I'm going to tear the roof off. I know not everybody else in my family goes to church every single Sunday, but I'm going to make the commitment. We're going to go every single Sunday. Why? Because I want to tear the roof off. I don't want to live a, a just a status quo Christian life. I want to tear the roof off. I think God is looking for some mess makers in Columbus, Mississippi. People that will tear it apart. People that will just shred status quo when the enemy says, no, you can't come in. No, this ain't going to work. No, you can't do that here. No, you can't do that here. No, you can't do that there. Could it be that in this place today, God is speaking to somebody and saying, today, tear the roof off. Tear the roof off. The Bible says that many are welcome. We go on to see that muscle is necessary. The next thing we see is that messes are common. And my final point today is that miracles are certain when Jesus is in the house. I really wish I could take the time to share with you being raised in a pastor's home and just seeing all the things that I've seen in my life, been really blessed. But man, I've seen God do some crazy stuff when Jesus was in the house. Like, it's hard to explain it sometimes to people that may not be familiar with God's presence, but maybe I've looked down rows and seen men that were hardened from a life of pain and shame and see a tear sneak down their face because Jesus was in the house. I've seen business owners cry at altars because Jesus was in the house. The miraculous power of God shows up in that house that day, that moment, and that man who lived that life in that limited state for so long walked again. Can you imagine that moment? Can you imagine coming to church today and thinking that you are just getting into the presence of God and worship is going on, but could you just imagine with me for a moment that the very presence of God can make people walk again? can make marriages strong again, can set people free again. I really think there's a comeback to the church as a whole of us believing in the supernatural power of God raising us back to life again. I believe that. I want to see that. I want to just see the supernatural undeniable. When I walk out, you have to be like, you know what? That had to be God. That, that we could easily take credit, like, like, look at this. That is amazing, ain't it? Like, my kids were in here, they'd be like, can we play Angry Birds on that? It's amazing, and we could easily think that our mechanics can change lives. These are good things. These are great things. There's nothing innately wrong with these things, but these things have never changed a life. They ain't the blood, only the blood of Jesus, the power of God can move in through that row and touch that teenager and change that life. You have no idea what could happen when Jesus is in the house. Am I helping anybody today? I feel like encouraging somebody who came in heavy to let you know at 10.06, Jesus is in the house. You may have come in here heavy and you can walk out of here free today. Why? Because Jesus, say it with me, Jesus is in the house. My, uh, for Father's Day, I decided that I think it would be good to just share this story with you. 
You know, years ago, 1976, my father was, uh, I think he was like 18 years old, 17 years old. My dad, and you can start playing, man, go ahead. Look, they're gonna think I'm anointed when you start doing this. Let's wait for it, wait for the presence. There it is, you feel it come in? Jesus is in the house, everybody. I'm just having fun. 1976, my dad was 17 years old. He was in a car accident. And when he was in that car accident, uh, he had to go on pain medication, Pat. And while he's taking this pain medication, he got hooked to it. And he was in psych wards, in and out. Uh, He tried to take his own life one night. And he took a whole bottle of painkillers, this whole bottle. And the doctor, in fact, didn't even believe him because they said you would be dead if you really took that. So disturbed and so bothered. One day his aunt, or excuse me, his sister, my aunt, called him and said, Johnny, I really want you to go to church this weekend. I really want you to go to church this weekend. He goes, you know, I'm gonna go to church. He was raised in a certain background. He was like, I just, it's too boring. I can't go. I don't wanna be part of this. Don't, no thank you. Well, she insisted and persisted and said, I want you to go to church just this one time. If you go this one weekend, I'll never ask you again. He was like, deal, <laughs> deal. And, and to make it even sweeter, I'll let you pick the church and I don't even have to go with you. I mean, that's a deal right there. That's a deal. And he goes, okay, all right. She goes, all you got to do is just promise me you went to church somewhere. Okay. Hang up the phone. Little did he know that my Aunt Susie picked up the phone and started calling church's prayer lines, (laughs) prayer chains. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Johnny's going to church on Sunday. Start praying. We need a miracle. All right. Everybody's praying all around Wayne County, Ohio for Johnny Paul Boggs to go to church on Sunday. Well, he talks to his aunt and says, all right, we got to go to church on Sunday. Got the deal of a lifetime here. Never have to go back again. Never got to be asked again. Just going this one time, this one weekend, praise the Lord. And he says, okay, what, where do you want to go? She goes, there's this little church. There's this little church at, in, on the south side of Ritman, Ohio, a town of about 5,000 people at 261 South Main Street, Church of God. My dad said, great, let's go. He shows up at this church, about 60 people present. It was an old converted gas station that they turned into having church in there. So my dad goes in and he is in the back row and he sits in the back row and there's a little country preacher by the name of Wesley Ball from the bottom county of West Virginia. He said, they're like there and where like were. Y'all with me? Y'all talk like that. You're like, I don't see it. What did he say? I don't get it. Sitting in service and Wesley Ball begins to preach on the love of God. My dad's never heard this. He's amazed at the service. He's watching people in a Pentecostal church expressive and clapping and jumping. He's like, these people are on drugs too. This is great. <laughs> I fed in with these folks real fine. Preacher starts preaching on the love of God. And my dad said it felt like that preacher stared at me the whole time. 
just stared at me the whole time. And as he preached on the love of God, he said, every head bowed, every eye closed. My dad didn't close his eyes. Anybody like that? Like, yeah, I ain't closed my eyes. My dad didn't close his eyes. But all of a sudden, he said, you know that feeling? All of a sudden, your heart just starts. And dad's never felt this. And tears start running down his face. He's 17 years old, man. What is this? What's happening to me? I've never felt this, never seen this, never experienced this. And he's feeling the tears begin to fill and his heart beating out of his chest. And Wesley Ball, oh my God, if I can go back in time, this is the moment that changed my family's trajectory forever. Wesley Ball looked at that back row and stared at my dad with 60 people in a converted gas station and said, son, why don't you get saved today? And my dad said, he had big, he had big, uh, like platform shoes on, <laughs> hair down to here. <laughs> Gross, I wouldn't want to see it myself. And the pastor said, why don't you, why don't you get saved some? My dad said, I've never heard of an altar. Never knew you go to the altar. And my dad stood up out of that chair and just walked to the front, bawling his eyes out and laid on that altar. And that day on September the 12th, 1976, my father gave his life to Jesus Christ. Oh man. Oh man. He ends up staying at that church for 21 years. Never ran more than 60 people. Did 11 different jobs in the church. Started a southern gospel band. Yeah, oh, that's my daddy. He had the big gospel hair. It would rain for 20 minutes and he never knew it did. He would go travel and sing. Saw this woman at the church. Said she looked fine. She had a red dress on and a holiness church. She's going straight to hell. And that woman was my mama. <laughs> Took that woman, married that woman, had a bunch of kids. All of us are serving in ministry today. And what, what happened, Pastor Ethan? What happened, Pastor Ethan? I'll tell you what happened. Jesus was in the house. At a little gas station, man, Jesus was in the house. I can't thank God enough that at a little gas station church in the south side of Ribbon, Ohio, where nobody knows Wesley Ball's name. Nobody knows the Ball family. Nobody knows them. Nobody would. You would drive past that church and never even know it existed. But Jesus was in that house. And everything changed in a moment. I feel like Jesus is in the house for you today. I don't know what situation you're facing. I don't know what could be taking place in your life. But I think someone needs to be reminded that when Jesus is in the house, Miracles are certain, and anything can happen. Because things happen in God's house that just don't happen anywhere else. Can I pray with you today? I don't know where you're at, what you're facing, but I see several people even now wiping tears in God's presence, knowing that Jesus is in the house. And whatever the situation is, whatever the problem you're feeling, whatever the thing that is weighing on your heart right now, Jesus is in the house. Yes, I believe that. I feel that for somebody. I feel faith for somebody today that has been wounded and hurting and the healing power of God, the, that healing oil's coming over your heart today. Jesus is in the house. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to do me a favor. Just sitting right where you're at with eyes closed and nobody's looking. If you're in the room and you say, you know what? 
Pastor Ethan, I, I feel like I have, just feel heavy, man. I need Jesus in my situation. I need Jesus right now to help me purely. I know I love the church, I love, but I, I need God to show up for, for me right now on Father's Day. I just want you to do me a favor. I want you in that seat right where you are. I want you to raise a hand and say, God, here I am. Come on, let God come to you. Thank you for those hands. Just being honest for the presence of God. Let those hands go high. Jesus is in the house. I believe he's touching people all over this room and reminding them, hey, I'm gonna do something for you. I'm gonna heal you. I'm gonna restore you. This girl right here on the third row over to my left with your hand raised right now, I pray the healing power of God over you. As those tears flow, I know this is a little uncommon, but as those tears flow, I pray the healing power of God that wherever you are, Jesus is coming into that situation. Jesus is coming into that moment. Jesus is coming into this situation in your life. My God, I feel Jesus is in the house. <laughs> Jesus is in the house. Will you stand with me? Will you just stand with me? I want to turn it over in just a minute to guys, but I just, this is my first time here. I'm just going to wreck the joint. Let's wreck it, people. Let's make a mess. <laughs> Jesus is in the house. Maybe put your hands out like this all over the room. Father, in this room right now, in this moment, we pray in the name of Jesus. Every person in this place. I pray you speak to them now. I pray you encourage them now. Jesus is in the house. Jesus is coming down rows right now. The Holy Spirit is touching people right now. And we pray, we believe it, we're strengthened by it. We couldn't do this without you, God. God, touch Vibrant Church as a whole. As we stand in this room, we need your oil. We need your anointing. We need your presence. We need your glory. We are not interested in going any further without your power. We're not interested in going any further without your anointing. Oh, how we need you. Oh, how we need your love. Oh, how we need your grace. Oh, how we need your healing. Right now, I pray and I speak it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you believe it on a Sunday morning, come on, Vibrant Church. Somebody shout amen. Come on, real loud, say amen. Come on, let's give God a praise he hasn't heard all day. Hallelujah.